0: hoping to get, there's no way I can get all this in one, one setting, so, <laughs> and I was hoping to um get to the book that I wanted to get to, um, it was going to be from Nehemiah, which is actually a good book if you haven't read it, um, you don't need to read a book on leadership, just go to Nehemiah, uh, there's a lot of principles on leadership in Nehemiah, um, uh, prayer, discernment, how we to carry ourselves and work, all that stuff's in Nehemiah, and sometimes it's a neglected book. But uh, we won't get to that today. <laughs> we'll get to that next week. But um, we're going to continue on the theme of enduring enduring faith for the end times. But we're going to talk about conspiracy. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> so, you know, and uh, and it's funny because this has been an interesting week uh, with conspiracies. I had, I, I normally get people that send me videos. And I don't look at all of them because I just don't have time for it. But And I wasn't going to look at this one in particular, but I ended up looking at it, and he may see this, I don't know, but ended up wasting like 25 minutes of my time, <laughs> which I knew, by but, but, and I don't know if y'all seen the video, but it's the dark prophecies, the dark prophecy hidden in Biden and Harris's name, okay, so I watched this video, and it, and it, and it was a long stretch of nonsense. And they really had to stretch with the letters in Biden's name to how you come up to where they're ushering the Antichrist. Or basically they're the Antichrist. You know, and they did the same thing with Obama. And then there was still some people that said Trump was the Antichrist. You know, so I guess whatever presidents we're going to have in this country, they're going to assume it's going to be the Antichrist. Not realizing the Antichrist is not coming from America. Okay, so America is not in the end times. At all, Not okay. Very <laughs> so, uh, you know, but we have to be we have to be guarded on that stuff because we can get so consumed. I, I freely admit I can be guilty of it, you know, but it can lead us down a rabbit trail. And, lo and behold, you know, conspiracies there is it all throughout the Bible. They've been there, there, there. We've seen an increase in them lately, and that's all a part of the end times. But it's been, oh gosh, going back to Genesis. Okay, the word conspiracy itself is mentioned 11 times in the New King James Version, if you didn't you know. That's not counting the other conspiracies that take place, and I'll give some examples. And we're going to talk about conspiracies in reference to, from a biblical standpoint. How we to, should we entertain them? Um, because conspiracies can be like false doctrine, Truth and lies mixed together. And we have to be careful with that. And not so much as, I'm not thinking about the world, but some of the conspiracies I'm going to mention today as examples is things that the church have engaged in. And out of that, what I've noticed is that a lot of pastors' churches itself are starting to teach about conspiracies a lot in the church. Not teaching it in negative, but agreeing with it. And they're teaching from that standpoint. And... We can't, we can't do that. All right. we, we can't do that. We have to teach the word. Okay? So yes, the word of God teaches conspiracy about conspiracies, but we're going to see about that. Okay, so we'll start out with Matthew uh, chapter 10. Um, 16. Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Matthew chapter 10, verse 16 says, Behold, very familiar verse. We've read it here before. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Now, I think we can say that wolves and sheep don't get along. Right? They don't get along, and wolves do usually do what? The sheep? They kill them. They maim them. They, they scare them. So, in this, in this chapter here, this is where Jesus is sending out the 12. And because basically he's letting them know that the world, those who hear your message, they're not going to take kindly to it. So a lot of people are not going to receive it. Okay, so let's keep going. Therefore, be wise as serpents. Be wise as serpents and harmless as dogs. So serpents usually do what? They kind of blend in with that ha- uh, habitat sometimes. You may see green snakes. You may see brown snakes and they can blend in, but they are in the habitat, but they're not of it. So we have to be careful of that because being wise means we have to exercise discernment in some things, meaning we don't respond as the world does. So even though we're humans, we're also ambassadors for God. So we don't respond the way the world does. So if we see something, we don't get in the uproar. we have to be as harmless as dogs. Dogs are what? They're gentle. Right? They're, they're gentle. So we should be gentle. We don't use the world system and the world things to try to combat. No, we, we stay in the spirit and we stay in prayer. All right, so let's turn to Proverbs uh, chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 15 says this. The simple believes every word. But the prudent considers well his steps. I'm gonna read that again. The simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. So that word simple means foolish, naive. So if you turn around and you believe everything that you hear, <laughs> this is what the problem is saying. You are foolish. You are foolish. And the unfortunate part is we see Christians believing pretty much everything they hear, especially as we get it coming to the end time. <clears throat> Anything that deals with the Antichrist. And I told you even in reference to uh, the particular Facebook page on Facebook where um, I gave an example uh, a couple weeks ago where somebody said, the Spirit of the Lord told me to flee Babylon. And then all of a sudden you have all these Christians getting up there all in up, we afraid. Well, what's Babylon? Where do we go? Where do we go? And, and But that's what Christians are turning into. And, and we should not Fall into that because there is a lot of conspiracies going on out there and it's leading people astray, especially Christians. Because as we'll see when we go, on, conspiracies lead to fear, they lead to fear. And Cara said it this week that uh, when she was talking about when she was watching the video, is it bringing faith? Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So, what are we hearing? What are we listening to? I get it. There's been corruptness in the government, so what? What is our job to do? Pray. Pray. Exactly. But what has happened is when we see all these means go out over social media and people come across them as far as Christians, they start talking about them. They, they, they talk about them, they talk about the president, whether it was Trump, whether it's Biden, whether it's Obama. Just like there was... Now, these were legitimate Christians. Well, I can't say legitimate. I don't know that. But these were Christians. And I'm not trying to be funny, but I don't know that. But they they, they appear to be Christians. Uh, and that when Biden got the vaccine, they were saying they hope the vaccine killed him. Oh. Is that of God? No. No, absolutely not. But see, because they start getting fed into certain theories and things like that, That's what they start to become. Okay. So, that word prudent here means to be shrewd. Shrewd means having sharp powers of judgment. Perceptive. So, it says here, but the prudent considers well his steps. So, we should judge the things that we read and the things that we see. And what do we judge it by? By the word of God. That's what, so we have to be careful. So, we should never send anything out to anybody, whether it's a website link, YouTube in reference, unless we know it's accurate, unless we know it's accurate, so I'll give you an example, as you all know that worked in the intelligence community, in the military, if we send something out that's not verifiable, all credibility is gone for the rest of your career pretty much, It, it is, so we're making sure that everything's legit and then if we have the opportunity, we're going to bounce it off somebody else as well, to make sure it's good, and, and, and I think I said this before. We have to understand. This is why I always say we have to pray for the intelligence community. Because just look no further than this week. When um, in the news, I, I didn't really follow it too much. But um, I guess Biden said something about um, Americans weren't being attacked. And then the defense secretary came back and said, oh, no, they are. Well, he wouldn't know that unless somebody advised him of that. And the reason why it's important to pray for the intelligence community is because it's not unheard of being in the military and a captain, an admiral, to ask me or somebody else say, should I fire this missile there? Because who's supposed to be the expert? Not the person in charge. Just like it won't be the president, it won't be the governor, it will be his advisors. So that's how much power somebody intelligence has. And that's why it's important for us to pray for them as well, because we don't know what information they're getting sometimes, and, and that goes for all the presidents. It, you know, they all messed up anyway. So I'm not, I'm not taking one, picking one side or the other. I'm just giving these as examples. The only president I, I've been fond of and I know a lot of people don't like it with Jimmy Carter, because he wrote me as a kid. <laughs> I sent him a letter, so he will always be my favorite president, regardless of what he did, regardless of what y'all think about him. He's always going to, wrote me twice, too. And I know it probably wasn't him, but his name was on it, so I was a kid in elementary school, so he will be my friend fa- He is my favorite president. Jimmy. So. <laughs> uh, Verse 16, Proverbs 14, 16 says, A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages in his self-confidence. So, again, a wise man fears and departs from evil. So, again, going to all these conspiracies that are coming up and these videos and things like that, Christians are starting to gravitate to them. And it's affecting their mindset. And, you know, the scary part is, as Christians, we tend to know more what's on Google than what's on the Bible, mm-hmm. and that shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be so caught up in the things that are going on in the world because, regardless whether government's corrupt, regardless of Disney Illuminati, as long as we're working to the Word, walking according to the Word of God, we're good. Because you know what, we we get caught up in saying, "Oh, this government is going to destroy the world." It, Look, there's nothing we can do that's going to prevent the antichrist from coming to power. All right. Yes, we are to pray, but we are not to be caught up in that nonsense because, again, we're not going to fully know yet. So this pastor is leading people astray like this, and we're getting caught up because sometimes it can, it can, like I said, lead you down a rabbit trail because it can be exciting, but it really just appeals to our flesh, really. So we 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 like that kind of stuff. Sometimes, some of us, not not everybody. And I, I know my kids, because I was able to ask my daughter, uh, probably right before I went to pick up Phil, give me an example of conspiracy theory, and she was able to blurt one out. And I know, young teenagers today, they can blurt it out with no problem. We're going to get to some of them here in a minute. All right, so why would anybody talk about, why am I talking about conspiracies here in the church? Because I mentioned earlier in reference to where, how Christians are being fallen, To these things, fallen victim to these things. But again, it's mentioned in the Bible. Okay, so what are some conspiracies that happen in the Bible? Daniel. They conspired against Daniel. That's how he ended up in the lions there. They they conspired against him. Who else? Uh, Uriah, Bathsheba's husband. David conspired against him. Not once, not twice, but three different times. Three different times. He tried to cover up his sin. And I, and I did a teaching, I don't know if you were there, when I did a teaching at the ministry, how Uriah was more noble and more righteous and more upright than David. Because when David slept with Bathsheba and got her pregnant, he did what? He sent for Uriah to come back to go and do what? To sleep with his wife, to, to try to cover it up. But Uriah, he didn't do it. And see, I know a lot of wives, regardless of the sin, a lot of wives will be upset that he didn't come back. But as a military person, you can appreciate it because he is, his thinking is my brother's out there on the front lines so why should I enjoy the comforts of home when they're out there? So he, he didn't do it. So then what does David do? He gets him drunk. And guess what? He still don't go home and sleep with his wife. <laughs> nope. He stays there and then David figures what? He goes and sends him back and sends a letter to Joab and so says send him to the front line. And see, I don't have time to teach you but only Joab would have done that. Only Joab would have set him up because Joab was always looking for position. Joab was always looking to be the person on the top. That's why he had no problem in setting Uriah up. So we, that, that's an example right there. Who else? The Apostle Paul. Every town he went to, it was usually peaceful until a certain group of people come in and then cause chaos for no reason. So we can see just with these examples already that conspiracies are not good. Jesus, uh, That's where I'm going. Stop teaching my message. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And <laughs> the resurrection too. <clears throat> and it's unfortunate, you know, because the religious leaders say what? We will pay you just, and just say that his disciples came and stole the body." <laughs> and there are non-Christians today that believe his disciples stole the body. Mm-hmm. Amen. A little out of here. hot? I'm a little hot. Can you turn it? You know how? I'm coffee. You can copy? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't know if that counts. <laughs> uh. I said I'm warm, but I don't know if that counts. Okay. We're <laughs> 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 cool. Uh, uh, turn it down one degree. Thank you. Alright. And Christians in their early church. Praise <laughs> the Spirit. It on who? The Christians. We know that from history. He blamed it on the Christians. Alright, so let's turn to Mark chapter 3. Let's look at some examples, Some more examples in the Bible. We're going to just read verse 6, but this is where Jesus was um, going to heal the man with the withered hand. And they were looking. To see if he would uh, do it on the Sabbath. And Jesus, being Jesus, went on healing. So, Mark chapter 3, verse 6 says this. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. This right here, right there, is an example of a conspiracy that they tried to do against Jesus. All because he did what? Because he did something good. He did something good, he healed a man. So, again, they were focusing on the Sabbath. And they plotted a conspiracy against them. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 11. Jeremiah chapter 11. So understand, conspiracies are based on lies, de- deception, and naiveness. The naiveness goes back to uh, Proverbs chapter 14. Jeremiah chapter 11, beginning at verse 6, says this. Then the Lord said to me, Proclaim all these words in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, saying, Hear the words of this covenant and do them. For I earnestly exhorted your fathers in the day I brought them up out of the land of Egypt until this day, rising early and exhorting, saying, Obey my voice. Verse 8. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but everyone followed the dictates of his evil heart. Therefore, I will bring upon them all the words of this covenant, which I commanded them to do, but which they have not done. So let's stop right there. So let's fast forward this to today's time. You did not obey my word. You were concerned about what's going on. This politician being corrupt. This government is doing this to the church. This go- No, what does my word say? To pray. You didn't, you didn't adhere to my word and you're getting caught up in what the world is doing instead of focusing on what my word says. And this is what Israel was is doing. Remember what I said? Anything that deals with the church today, you can look back and see Israel. All right, let's go to verse 9. And the Lord said to me, remember who was talking here, the Lord, a conspiracy has been found among the men of Judah and among the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They have turned back to the iniquities of their forefathers who refused to hear my words, and they have gone after other gods to serve them. The house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken my covenant, which I made with their fathers. So understand, conspiracies are always going to lead somebody away from the word of God and what he wants us to do. Never fails. And I haven't looked up all the conspiracies, but everyone that I've seen so far is in a negative light. There's nothing positive. So, now we have to ask ourselves, should we be engaged in conspiracies? Let's go to Acts. Acts 23. <clears throat> All right, so, Acts 23, verse 11. So, understand, before we read that, conspiracy in the Hebrew means treason, unlawful alliance. And in the Greek, it means a plot. Plot means a plan made in secret by a group of people to do something illegal or harmful. Alright, so let's look at uh, Acts 23, verse 11. But the following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. And when it was day, some of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under an oath saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. Mm -hmm. Now there were more than 40 who had formed this what? Conspiracy. Conspiracy. They came to the chief priests and, and elders and said, We have bound ourselves under a great oath that we will eat nothing until we have killed Paul. Now you therefore together with the council suggest to the commander that he be brought down to you tomorrow, as though you were going to make further inquiries concerning him, but we are ready to kill him before he comes near. So once again, sure we be delving into conspiracies and conspiracy theories because we can't, we cannot get caught up in that. Matter of fact, as we do as we go into conspiracies, it's going to pull us further and further away from the things of God because it's all natural. It's all natural. And as we see in just these examples right here, it's been nothing good. Alright, so um, I talked about how conspiracies are made up of lies, deception, and naiveness. Conspiracies produce fear, anger, and revenge. This goes back to thinking about an escape mentality. So we have a lot. So what I notice is when when I go to these links and these websites and do the research, And whenever Christians get hit with something about this going on, that going on, they never check to see if it's accurate. And then they immediately go into the escape mentality saying, Lord, please come and get us now. And we have to be careful of that. We, we, We have to be careful because remember what I said before that we don't know. We have certain beliefs and certain understandings based on what we've been taught. But we have to understand that nobody knows for sure whether pre-trib, mid trip or post trip when we're going. And I tell you now, I'm starting to see some things and just starting to took my seesaw. But I'll teach that another time as I go there. But um, yeah. So we 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 have we have to be careful. So let me give you an example. What what happened this week on my Bible app. On my Bible app, somebody posted about a prayer. And some of you may have seen it this week. In reference to please pray, there are 229 Christians that are going to be executed tomorrow, which was not tomorrow, but it was early this week, um, by the Taliban. So immediately, I go research. Come to find out, it's not true. But and now, is there anything wrong with praying? No, absolutely not. But we have to understand, we have to do our research. We cannot be naive. We can't be gullible. But we have to be wise as serpents. So, everybody was talking on there, commenting on there, and then somebody did put on it, hey, this is not true. This is something that's been going around since, I think it was like 2009, I think. It's been it, it posted like once or twice on throughout social media, but it made its way to the Bible app, and then, you know, you have pastors that will get up this, but we have to be careful on what we're putting out there to people. It has to be the truth. Because the word of God is the truth. So we, we, we have to be mindful of those things. And like I said, if we have the word, it doesn't matter about these other things. It's the important the point thing is for us to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. And to be grounded in his word. And that will keep us from being taken. Because a lot of these things, a lot of these conspiracies are created by even non-Christians and they're they're automated by some things called bots that will sit up there and and generate the interest uh, of people and and it causes arguments it causes arguments even among brethren and that shouldn't be because again we should stand on the word of God and if we stand on the word of God what are we arguing about and if we're supposed to be praying for people I don't care (laughs) about Some letters in Biden and Harris's names. Because that has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. But again, that was a pastor that sent me that. That, That's unfortunate. That was a pastor that sent me that. And then he sent me something else a while back. I received something where this was during... No, this was after the elections. And, And this video was made by two Christians. And they were talking about this. I kid you not, this video was being shared all over by Christian people. People were going into the voting booth, and I I think it was either the Russian or Chinese. I think it was the Chinese invented something to change people's minds when they're going in to vote. Yeah, yeah. And this, again, this is a pastor that sent me this. This is a pastor that sent me this. And this was being passed along to different Christians. And thousands of them were believing this stuff. Again, there's no capability of that. Stuff like that. But we have to be careful of those things. See, some of us, I see your face back there. <laughs> believe it or not. People believe this stuff. People people are, Christians are believing this stuff. And they're, they're, they're being steered away from the things of God. And it's causing people, like I said, to get angry. To get upset and now to focus in on man instead of just focusing on the things of God. So I'm going to read this. If we foresee a future controlled by evil men who will triumph and we put God's sovereignty into the background, we will be humanly driven to react in an unchristian way, attacking a supposed enemy or anxiously living the expectation of what the future will bring. All this happens because we start from the false assumption that, More or less conscious that this world and society as a whole are an enemy to be fought. Rather than a land to be conquered with the gospel. And see, I don't care what man or woman who's in office, who's not in office. Nobody's beyond redemption. So if we look at them in their evil state and we think they can't be redeemed, then we are wrong. And that is not Christ-like. Because if God can make a way for Manasseh to be saved, mm-hmm. then he can make a way for anybody on this planet today mm-hmm. to be saved. That's right. Even the, per- the, the person in charge in North Korea. It doesn't matter who it is. Because guess what? Nobody living today was as wicked as he was. Mm-hmm. You talk about the man who traditionally said that he had Isaiah son in half prophet Isaiah and God still redeemed him so if we sit up here and get caught up in these things and, and we're not praying for these people then something's wrong we're not being Christ like and our first and our most important job is to pray for these people yes they're not saved but that's why we're to be here that's why we're here to be the salt and to be the light because guess what if we're not praying, who's praying? That's why this world is not going crazy now, because of the saints that are praying. And then when I said before a while back, how you know the world's getting darker even in this country here? Because saints are not praying. Churches are not praying like they used to. There used to be nothing for churches to get together and pray. Now we're not praying. Now we're doing what? More outreach, more this, more that, instead of prayer. That's the first thing we should be doing as Christian believers. That's the first thing we should be doing is praying. Amen. Praying and teaching the word. Amen. But we, we've gotten away from that. And then now we just rather talk about people. Mm. Criticize them. Mm. And that's not what God wants us to do. Amen. We, we're supposed to be different. Alright, so like I said before, conspiracies are like false doctrine. They, they have some truth and they have some lies. So, you mix them together and they just throw it out. And a lot of times they started by one person. Alright, so what are some conspir- con- some conspiracies that we've had <laughs> that we talked about just in the last few years? Right, COVID is a big one. Church started out saying COVID wasn't real. Remember? I <laughs> talked about it a few weeks ago. COVID wasn't real. And we got a couple people here that can test to that. That is real. <laughs> it, it's real. But, and then, even during COVID, churches was like, it was the 5G cell towers that was causing people to get sick. Right? But now you go to D.C., you get 5G up there. <laughs> but it ain't knocking people out, like they were saying. <laughs> but, that, I, but that's what people were teaching from the pulpits. Yeah, they were teaching that from the pulpits. That's fine. Because it wasn't real, and people were laughing and everything like that. So And then, what else? Oh, now Bill Gates is trying to destroy the world. Okay, so he goes from a computer genius to now he's basically like the Antichrist. So he has that much smart, that much power in order for COVID to hit every country in the world. But yet we were saying, we as in the church were saying what? It's a what? Pandemic? It was a pandemic? Some of us said it. <laughs> some of us have said it. Right? When it first came out, some of us have said it. But you think about it, every country has been hit with it. Every country has lost people. That's a big time plan. What else? Uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Right? You're getting aborted fetuses stuck inside of you. Right? It's going to change your DNA. What else? <laughs> <I'm not> laughing. <laughs> they were going to put a chip inside of you. Right? To control you. To change your thinking and everything like that. Again, conspiracy, and it led to what fear. And, and instead of the leaders in the church stepping up and doing, because I, I gave you an example uh, I think a couple weeks ago in reference with the Muslims, and I think it was in New Jersey where they all got together and they did their research. They did their they did their own research, and they brought it before the people. But yet we listen, and then the thing about it is, it should be a red flag on. Some of these people who are saying what? Just like when I got the video when I told you about it the beginning, it was a red flag to me because it was a it was from Sid Roth's show. So I, you already know how I feel about that. But there's certain things that should be red flags when you hear certain preachers, especially false teachers, saying certain things. And then I can bet you, probably half of these teachers who are sitting up here talking about the vaccine, I bet you they got the vaccine. I bet you they they got the vaccine. They're just not saying anything. (laughs) That's my opinion. That's not a fact. All right. So what else did we have recently? Doing QAnon, right? QAnon. So that claims that Donald Trump is waging a secret war against a worldwide cabal of Satan worshiping pedophiles. That was big in the church. That was big among the evangelicals, during, and, and they believed that. But again, this is nonsense. It is it, it, nonsense, and it's steering us away from the things of God. All right. So what else? Again, the, the presidential election elections was another one, I talked about the voting booths. All right. Pizzagate. Pizzagate, which claimed that Hillary Clinton was running a child sex ring out of Comic Ping Pong, pe- uh, yeah, Ping Pong Pizza Place in D.C. What? All right. So. That happened so much, yet Christians believe in that. So, watch this. It, that caused somebody from North Carolina to ride up to D.C. with a firearm, a couple firearms, AR 15, to walk into this pizza place, establishment, where families were eating, kids were playing, teenagers were playing, to go to a freezer and shoot the lock off a freezer because he believed that. And then you, yeah, yeah. You got Christians believing this stuff. Hey, 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 better be careful. That's why I say don't, don't even get caught up in that stuff. Just stay in your word. Don't get caught up in it. Because yes, Christians believe this stuff. And that's why I quit watching one pastor. I already told y'all about it before. I quit watching it because all he's talked about now for like the past few months, everything is conspiracy based. And it's like, where are you going with this? Why? And then you feed that into the flock. And now the flock becomes fearful and the flock starts looking around who do I trust? Who do I trust? We gotta stop doing that. Ultimately yeah we put our trust in Jesus Christ. He's the one that's going to keep us regardless of what the world does, regardless of how dark the world gets Jesus Christ is going to keep us as his saints and we're to obey him and his word so regardless of what somebody says regardless of what, some famous person, some actor, politician, our job is to pray for them. Mm-hmm. That is what we're here to do. Because like I said, nobody's beyond redemption. Because there was a time that I'm sure our families thought we were behind beyond redemption where we were going. So if Christ has called us to be both wise and innocent, then why are we witnessing so many of our fellow Christians sharing such of these unproven conspiracy theories and lies. Why are we sharing these things? That shouldn't be. Because I I kid you not, I get them quite often. I, I I, I get these videos quite often, and I don't look at a lot of them. But it was interesting that this one came this week, and then some other things happened this week that tied into my message. But, you know, to God be the glory, but we have to be wise. We have to exercise wisdom. We have to exercise discernment, and we're going to see uh, next week with Nehemiah how they try to get him through conspiracy and how he handled it. Because Nehemiah, like I said, is a book that we can learn a lot. You know, and I and I, and I mentioned this earlier, where you know people go to books to, for leadership and things like that, but Nehemiah has all that in it has all that in there, certain principles we, we, we should be going by. And um, we see the humility in Nehemiah, but we also see his assertiveness as well and, and the leadership in him. And we'll, we'll get to all of that next week. All right, so let me finish up here. So we are called to be wise. What example of being wise? We see when Paul was teaching in Acts, the Bereans, what did they do? They, didn't, everything. they studied everything that Paul said y'all heard me talk about this before. This is the Apostle Paul. They studied everything the Apostle Paul said. You're talking about the Apostle Paul who cast out demons. Signs and wonders were flowing through his ministry. And he went from city to city preaching and teaching the word, establishing churches. And guess what? They still were verifying everything he said. Why is it that we as Christians don't do that? That's why I tell y'all, y'all don't just take my word for it. Because I'm human too. Lazy. Absolutely. I'll let you participate because I wasn't thinking that. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Lazy. But that's why we have to read our word because when the Lord returns and we're standing before him, we can't say we did not know. And we're going to see an example of that in Nehemiah. On what's What saved him from making a mistake? Him knowing the word. Because that's what's happening. And and that goes back to. When we see these um, teachings. These videos. And things like that. That are going into these conspiracies. And people get afraid. It's because they don't know the word. And it's leading people astray. And they don't pick up their Bibles. And read. And and it's sad. But it's funny because you will see. A couple Christians that come on, I think I mentioned this before, but they said, This is why you need to be in a church that teaches. Because you wouldn't be going overboard and acting this way if you actually knew the Word of God. And what this person is saying is not true. But we have to get in the Word. We we have to, have to, have to. Especially as we continue coming towards the end times. Because we are in that season. We're in that season, we, we, we can't play. And again, we can never say we didn't know. Because we, we had this Bible here. iPad, but Bible. <laughs> I thought about that a couple weeks ago. I'm always holding up my iPad, but it is the Bible. I promise you. <laughs> but we have to uh, We have, we have to be on point And really, with the Word, the Word allows us to have discernment. And we're going to see some of that next week with Nehemiah. Uh, so... Let me close out with this. So we can look at social media and blame that, which I have. You know, I've done that before. I blame social media for some of the things that have happened um, in the world. But research shows conspiracy theories thrive in times of crisis, especially against the government. So even anytime there's been a war, there's been conspiracy going on. Why are we over there? And I had somebody at work, I think last week, talking about, oh, we went to war in Afghanistan because of drugs. I'm like, well, where would you get that? I'm like, we, And I didn't say nothing. I'm like, okay, that's not accurate. But, you know, what, we, we can't get caught up in these things. We have to stay grounded in his word and know that his word is what's going to keep us in these end times. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. So, again, so we have to be on guard against conspiracies because they distract. And it's dangerous to be distracted. And that's why I talked about this before. I believe I mentioned it. Most of the soldiers that got killed in Iraq and Afghanistan because they were distracted or complacent. And if we allow ourselves to be distracted or complacent in this war, then we're in danger of being sniped off by the enemy. So this is why we can't be distracted because we got to be listening for the voice of God. When he says stop, stop. When he says don't go there, don't go there. Because he knows what's beyond, across the street. He knows what's beyond, uh, in that door, in that house. Yes. And see, sometimes we may not fully understand. We're like, well, why are you telling me not to go in there? I know this person. Mm-hmm. Oh, but God knows. Yeah. But that's where the trust comes in. Amen. And then when we and when we do and we ignore him, because I've been guilty of it. That's why you were telling me not to <laughs> go in there. That's why you're telling me not to call that person. Mm-hmm. So we have to not, we have to be careful not to be distracted. Amen. Amen. So, you know, we have a lot, a lot of things available at our famous tips today. Because it's funny, I left at the barbershop last Sunday and we were talking to a, a young man. And the barber said, man, you wouldn't even know what to do. We didn't have internet today. And he said, right, because you know, the internet is available. And I said, well, just imagine if he had AOL dial-up that we had back in the day. I know a lot of people don't remember that. But you <laughs> can't use the phone. You get it, all that. <laughs> and it's slower. But that's what's causing a lot of this, a lot of the, the internet stuff. And that's why I said, we know, we as Christians, we have more knowledge of what's on Google than what's in the Bible. And that shouldn't be. Because if we have the knowledge of the Word of God, we won't be distracted. We won't be caught off guard. And we won't be deceived. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I'll stop there. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah.